The historical scope and definitions for the variety's useful means of propaganda is transferring and propagation. Propaganda is the spreading of information in support of a cause. The word propaganda is often used in a negative sense, especially for politicians who make false claims to get elected or spread rumors to get their way. In fact, any campaign that is used to persuade can be called propaganda. Propaganda it's easily. Identifiable false-based philosophical blatant lies that has exaggerated or has got no any fact recognizable image ratio i.e. referencelis and uroring deep. Used by unscrupulous individuals who are known for their unchanging behaviors in which different types of society point to or refer to cowards. Purpose of propaganda. The aim of propaganda is to influence people's opinions or behaviors actively, rather than merely to communicate the facts about something. Propaganda is communication that is primarily used to influence an audience and further an agenda. Which may not be objective and may be selectively presenting facts to encourage a particular synthesis or perception. Or using loaded language to produce an emotional rather than a rational response to the information. Propaganda has been an effective tool to shape public opinion and action for centuries. Since propaganda and public relations both share the goal of using mass communication to influence public perception, it can be easy to conflate the two. Propaganda, however, traffics in lies, misinformation. Inflammatory language, and other negative communication to achieve an objective related to a cause, goal or political agenda. Though propaganda techniques can be employed by bad actors on the world stage, these same concepts can be utilized by individuals in their interpersonal relationships. Regardless of how propaganda is employed, these common techniques are used to manipulate others to act or respond in the way that the propagandist desires. Propaganda is the more or less systematic effort to manipulate other people's beliefs. Attitudes, or actions by means of symbols, words, gestures, banners, monuments, music, clothing, insignia, hairstyles, designs on coins and postage stamps, and so forth. Deliberateness and a relatively heavy emphasis and manipulation distinguish propaganda from casual conversation or the free and easy exchange of ideas. Propagandists have a specified goal or set of goals. To achieve these, they deliberately select facts, arguments, and displays of symbols and present them in ways they think will have the most effect. To maximize effect, they may omit or distort pertinent facts or simply lie, and they may try to divert the attention of the reactors the people they are trying to sway from. Everything but their own propaganda. Comparatively deliberate selectivity and manipulation also distinguish propaganda from education. Educators try to present various sides of an issue, the grounds for doubting as well as the grounds for believing the statements they make. And the disadvantages as well as the advantages of every conceivable course of action. Education aims to induce reactors to collect and evaluate evidence for themselves and assists them in learning the techniques for doing so. It must be noted. However, that some propagandists may look upon themselves as educators and may believe that they are uttering the purest truth. That they are emphasizing or distorting certain aspects of the truth only to make a valid message more persuasive. Or that the courses of action that they recommend are in fact the best actions that the reactor could take. By the same token, the reactor who regards the propagandist's message as self-evident truth may think of it as educational. This often seems to be the case with true believers term propaganda. The word propaganda itself, as used in recent centuries, apparently derives from the title and work of the congregation. The propagation of the faith and organization of Roman Catholic cardinals founded in 1622 to carry on missionary work.
To many Roman Catholics the word may therefore have, at least in missionary or ecclesiastical terms, a highly respectable connotation. But even to these persons, and certainly to many others, the term is often a pejorative one tending to connote such things as the discredited atrocity stories and deceptively stated war aims of World Wars I and II. The operations of the Nazis' Ministry of Public Enlightenment and Propaganda, and the broken campaign promises of a thousand politicians. Also, it is reminiscent of countless instances of false and misleading advertising, especially in countries using Latin languages. To inform students of the history of communism, the term propaganda has yet another connotation, associated with the term agitation. The two terms were first used by the Russian theorist of Marxism Georgi Plekhanov and later elaborated upon by Vladimir Ilyich Lenin in a pamphlet What is to be done? Opening parenthesis. 1902. In which he defined, propaganda, as the reasoned use of historical and scientific arguments to indoctrinate the educated and enlightened. The attentive and informed publics, in the language of today's social sciences, he defined, agitation, as the use of slogans, parables, and half-truths to exploit the grievances of the uneducated and the unreasonable. Since he regarded both strategies as absolutely essential to political victory, he combined them in the term agitprop. Every unit of historical communist parties had an agitprop section, and to the communist the use of propaganda in Lenin's sense was commendable and honest. Thus, a standard Soviet manual for teachers of social sciences was entitled Propagandistic Politeconomy. For the propagandist of political economy, in a pocket-sized booklet issued weekly to suggest timely slogans and brief arguments to be used in speeches and conversations among the masses was related to the general sense of propaganda as the concept of propaganda of the deed. This denotes taking non-symbolic action such as economic or coercive action, not for its direct effects but for its possible propagandistic effects. Examples of propaganda of the deed would include staging an atomic test or the public. Torture of a criminal for its presumable deterrent effect on others. Or giving foreign economic aid, primarily to influence the recipient's opinions or actions and without much intention of building up the recipient's economy. Distinctions are sometimes made between overt propaganda, in which the propagandists and perhaps their backers are made known to the reactors, and covert propaganda, in which the sources are secret or disguised. Covert propaganda might include such things as political advertisements that are unsigned or signed with false names, clandestine radio stations using false names, and statements by editors, politicians, or others who have been secretly bribed by governments, political backers, or business firms. Sophisticated diplomatic negotiation, legal argument, collective bargaining, commercial advertising, and political campaigns are of course quite likely to include considerable amounts of both overt and covert propaganda, accompanied by propaganda of the deed. Another term related to propaganda is psychological warfare, sometimes abbreviated to psychor which is the pre-war or wartime use of propaganda directed primarily at confusing or demoralizing enemy populations or troops, putting them off guard in the face of coming attacks, or inducing them to surrender. The related concept of political warfare encompasses the use of propaganda. Among many other techniques, during peacetime to intensify social and political divisions and to sow confusion within the societies of adversary states. Still another related concept is that of brainwashing. The term usually means intensive political indoctrination. It may involve long political lectures or discussions, long compulsory reading assignments, 
and so forth, sometimes in conjunction with efforts to reduce the reactor's resistance by exhausting him either physically through torture, overwork, or denial of sleep, or psychologically through solitary confinement, threats, emotionally disturbing confrontations with interrogators or defected comrades, humiliation in front of fellow citizens, and the like. The term brainwashing was widely used in sensational journalism to refer to such activities and to many other activities as they were allegedly conducted by Maoists in China and elsewhere. Another related word, advertising, has mainly commercial connotations. Though it need not be restricted to this, political candidates, party programs, and positions on political issues may be packaged and marketed by advertising firms. The words promotion and public relations have wider, vaguer connotations and are often used to avoid the implications. Bandwagon. So if you see it spreading rumors that have no basis in fact and reality. And there is no doubt that anyone who spreads false information that goes against the true consciousness can recognize the truth. The word propaganda is usually used for a variety of. So far the word propaganda it's the outer layer shells of naked lie and it can be easily to identify visible images that has briefly recognizable falsehood agendas that has got no any visible ancestral. Reference code. Emotional appeal. Appealing to the emotions of your audience. Ellipsis. Glittering generalities. Seek to make us approve and accept without examining the evidence. Testimonials. Ellipsis. Bandwagon. Ellipsis. Plain folks. Ellipsis. Scientific approach. Ellipsis. Card stacking. Ellipsis. Snob appeal. Written by Mukhtar Bashir Aden. Published by Hornpiece Press Daily News. Reference Global Implication and Philosophy of Propagandas. The historical scope and definitions for the variety's useful means of propagandas transferring and propagation. Propaganda is the spreading of information in support of a cause. The word propaganda is often used in a negative sense, especially for politicians who make false claims to get elected or spread rumors to get their way. In fact, any campaign that is used to persuade can be called propaganda. Propaganda it's easily. Identifiable false-based philosophical blatant lies that has exaggerated or has got no any fact recognizable image ratio i.e. referencelis and uroring deep. Used by unscrupulous individuals who are known for their unchanging behaviors in which different types of society point to or refer to cowards. Purpose of propaganda. The aim of propaganda is to influence people's opinions or behaviors actively, rather than merely to communicate the facts about something. Propaganda is communication that is primarily used to influence an audience and further an agenda. Which may not be objective and may be selectively presenting facts to encourage a particular synthesis or perception or using loaded language to produce an emotional rather than a rational response to the information. Propaganda has been an effective tool to shape public opinion and action for centuries. Since propaganda and public relations both share the goal of using mass communication to influence public perception, it can be easy to conflate the two. Propaganda, however, traffics in lies, misinformation. Inflammatory language, and other negative communication to achieve an objective related to a cause, goal or political agenda. Though propaganda techniques can be employed by bad actors on the world stage, these same concepts can be utilized by individuals in their interpersonal relationships. 
Regardless of how propaganda is employed, these common techniques are used to manipulate others to act or respond in the way that the propagandist desires. Propaganda is the more or less systematic effort to manipulate other people's beliefs, attitudes, or actions by means of symbols, words, gestures, banners, monuments, music, clothing, insignia, hairstyles, designs on coins and postage stamps, and so forth. Deliberateness and a relatively heavy emphasis and manipulation distinguish propaganda from casual conversation or the free and easy exchange of ideas. Propagandists have a specified goal or set of goals. To achieve these, they deliberately select facts, arguments, and displays of symbols and present them in ways they think will have the most effect. To maximize effect, they may omit or distort pertinent facts or simply lie, and they may try to divert the attention of the reactors the people they are trying to sway from. Everything but their own propaganda. Comparatively deliberate selectivity and manipulation also distinguish propaganda from education. Educators try to present various sides of an issue, the grounds for doubting as well as the grounds for believing the statements they make. And the disadvantages as well as the advantages of every conceivable course of action. Education aims to induce reactors to collect and evaluate evidence for themselves and assists them in learning the techniques for doing so. It must be noted. However, that some propagandists may look upon themselves as educators and may believe that they are uttering the purest truth. That they are emphasizing or distorting certain aspects of the truth only to make a valid message more persuasive. Or that the courses of action that they recommend are in fact the best actions that the reactor could take. By the same token, the reactor who regards the propagandist's message as self-evident truth may think of it as educational. This often seems to be the case with true believers term propaganda. The word propaganda itself, as used in recent centuries, apparently derives from the title and work of the congregation. The propagation of the faith and organization of Roman Catholic cardinals founded in 1622 to carry on missionary work. To many Roman Catholics the word may therefore have, at least in missionary or ecclesiastical terms, a highly respectable connotation. But even to these persons, and certainly to many others, the term is often a pejorative one tending to connote such things as the discredited atrocity stories and deceptively stated war aims of World Wars I and II. The operations of the Nazis' Ministry of Public Enlightenment and Propaganda, and the broken campaign promises of a thousand politicians. Also, it is reminiscent of countless instances of false and misleading advertising, especially in countries using Latin languages. To inform students of the history of communism, the term propaganda has yet another connotation, associated with the term agitation. The two terms were first used by the Russian theorist of Marxism Georgi Plekhanov and later elaborated upon by Vladimir Ilyich Lenin in a pamphlet What is to be done? Opening parenthesis. 1902. In which he defined, propaganda, as the reasoned use of historical and scientific arguments to indoctrinate the educated and enlightened. The attentive and informed publics, in the language of today's social sciences, he defined, agitation, as the use of slogans, parables, and half-truths to exploit the grievances of the uneducated and the unreasonable. Since he regarded both strategies as absolutely essential to political victory, he combined them in the term agitprop. Every unit of historical communist parties had an agitprop section, and to the communist the use of propaganda in Lenin's sense was commendable and honest. Thus, a standard Soviet manual for teachers of social sciences was entitled Propagandistic Politeconomy. 
For the propagandist of political economy, in a pocket-sized booklet issued weekly to suggest timely slogans and brief arguments to be used in speeches and conversations among the masses was related to the general sense of propaganda as the concept of propaganda of the deed. This denotes taking non-symbolic action, such as economic or coercive action, not for its direct effects but for its possible propagandistic effects. Examples of propaganda of the deed would include staging an atomic test for the public, torture of a criminal for its presumable deterrent effect on others, or giving foreign economic aid primarily to influence the recipient's opinions or actions and without much intention of building up the recipient's economy. Distinctions are sometimes made between overt propaganda, in which the propagandists and perhaps their backers are made known to the reactors, and covert propaganda, in which the sources are secret or disguised. Covert propaganda might include such things as political advertisements that are unsigned or signed with false names, clandestine radio stations using false names, and statements by editors, politicians, or others who have been secretly bribed by governments, political backers, or business firms. Sophisticated diplomatic negotiation. Legal argument, collective bargaining, commercial advertising, and political campaigns are of course quite likely to include considerable amounts of both overt and covert propaganda. Accompanied by propaganda of the deed. Another term related to propaganda is psychological warfare. Sometimes abbreviated to psychor. Which is the pre-war or wartime use of propaganda directed primarily at confusing or demoralizing enemy populations or troops, putting them off guard in the face of coming attacks, or inducing them to surrender. The related concept of political warfare encompasses the use of propaganda. Among many other techniques, during peacetime to intensify social and political divisions and to sow confusion within the societies of adversary states. Still another related concept is that of brainwashing. The term usually means intensive political indoctrination. It may involve long political lectures or discussions, long compulsory reading assignments, and so forth, sometimes in conjunction with efforts to reduce the reactor's resistance by exhausting him either physically through torture, overwork, or denial of sleep, or psychologically through solitary confinement, threats, emotionally disturbing confrontations with interrogators or defected comrades, humiliation in front of fellow citizens, and the like. The term brainwashing was widely used in sensational journalism to refer to such activities and to many other activities as they were allegedly conducted by Maoists in China and elsewhere. Another related word, advertising, has mainly commercial connotations. Though it need not be restricted to this, political candidates, party programs, and positions on political issues may be packaged and marketed by advertising firms. The words promotion and public relations have wider, bigger connotations and are often used to avoid the implications. Bandwagon. So if you see it spreading rumors that have no basis in fact in reality. And there is no doubt that anyone who spreads false information that goes against the true consciousness can recognize the truth. The word propaganda is usually used for a variety of. So far the word propaganda it's the outer layer shells of naked lie and it can be easily to identify visible images that has briefly recognizable falsehood agendas that has got no any visible ancestral. Reference code. Emotional appeal. Appealing to the emotions of your audience. Ellipsis. Glittering generalities. Seek to make us approve and accept without examining the evidence. Testimonials. Ellipsis. Bandwagon. Ellipsis. Plain folks. Ellipsis. Scientific approach. Ellipsis. Card stacking. 
Ellipsis. Snob Appeal. Written by Mukhtar Bashir Aden. Published by Horn Peace Press Daily News. Reference Global Implication and Philosophy of Propagandas.